and welcome back to the Dreamcast. I am your host, Denise Walsh. I combine science, scripture, and stories that will inspire you to dive deep, break through your own personal glass ceiling, and design a life of your dreams. I believe that we can thrive in all areas of life at the same time. But where do we begin? Personally, financially, spiritually, relationally... And often because we don't know where to focus, we do nothing. At least that's the space I lived in for several years. I know what it feels like to constantly be spinning my wheels. And that's exactly why I created the Dream Life Daily Journal. After working through the Dream Life Action Planner, we need to do something every day so we actually take steps in the direction we desire. Throughout the years, I've developed success habits that have helped me to create a Dream 10 Life in all areas by focusing on one area at a time. And I teach you exactly what to do each and every day in the Dream Life Daily Journal. You'll find a gratitude game every day to start the morning off right. A space for prayer, meditation, journaling. A space to write down your clear and intentional dream life goal with affirmations and visualizations connected to that goal. You'll then have a spot to write down your dream life action to-do list so you can be intentionally taking action towards your goal every single day. I know that by completing the Dream Life Daily Journal every day for at least 30 days, you can create momentum. And when you do that, my friends, you can live your dream life too. Check out the dreamlifetoolkit.com or Amazon to get your copy of the Dream Life Daily Journal today. Big, big welcome back to the Dreamcast. As you guys know, I say it every week, but I really believe you can love your life. <laughs> I believe you can love your relationships. You can thrive in your health. You can be making money doing something you're passionate about. And that doesn't mean there's going to you know, not be ups and downs along the way, but it means you can feel fully aligned, excited, and invested in your life versus you know, what I used to be when I was working my uh, J-O-B as a clinical psychologist, I felt like a burned out zombie living for the weekends, kind of in drone, you know, like just going through the motions, but not really engaged in my life. And, and I don't think we need to live there. Um, unfortunately, in our world today, that's kind of glamorized. Working yourself to the bone, you know, showing up sick, which hopefully... That whole thing will get shifted. Um, as people know, we have to take care of ourselves and our bodies, right? But the reality is, is living in a zombie-like estate, working really hard, but not going anywhere. And honestly, depriving yourself of your basic needs is, is something that the world may glamorize, but we are saying we don't need to live that way anymore. And our next guest is on a mission to change that conversation. For too long, sleep deprivation has been glamorized and they intend to do the opposite. It's time to make being well-slept the trend everyone is talking about. You guys, we will do everything better. Our relationships will be better. Our attitude will be better. Our mindset will be better. Our work ethic will be better. Our health will be better. Our energy will be better. Everything will be better when we prioritize sleep. Our next guest says that sleep is not a luxury. It's actually a basic human need. Yet so many women are simply exhausted, forced to choose between sleep and the endless to-do list. 
sleep rarely wins. She created her company to change the conversation around sleep and give women the knowledge, resources, and tools to start making sleep a priority. It's time we move sleep to the top of our to-do list. So big dream cast, welcome to Slept founder and CEO, Tiffany Paul. Thank you so much for having me. And I love how you kick things off just around the belief that you can love your life. I love that conversation and I'm excited to dig in because sleep makes all the things better. But I think just the belief that you can love your life is even above that, starting there and just setting the intention that we can love our lives. I love that. And I'm so excited to be here. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for, for sharing with us your wisdom and your excitement around this topic, because I really do believe that this is so foundational. This is so foundational. And if we miss this step, we are building our house or our business on a on a wobbly foundation. But I'm so curious. Tell me a bit about your story and why sleep became your thing. Yeah. So like you, I spent time in corporate America in my job. So I had 10 years at Procter & Gamble. I always thought that was going to be my dream job. I thought, you know, working for a big company, making a good salary. I made six figures by the time I left. And it was a really comfortable life. But just something was missing. I had that that nudge, that whisper that told me there was something more. And I didn't fully love my life. I loved aspects of it. But mostly, if I was being honest with myself, I loved the comfortability of the paycheck, of you know the safety. But I don't think that we're here to just live small, safe lives. And so about halfway through year five, I actually started my first side hustle, which wasn't the sleep company I have today. It was the travel space. And I got, I built that into multiple six figures in revenue and finally got the courage to leave in 2019. And as you know, a pandemic came and took that business out and I had to really scramble. I had just left my corporate job. No one was hiring. I also just knew in my heart that, you know, going back to corporate America wasn't where I, I belonged. And so when I looked around at the time, I had two kids under two. All of my mom friends were just so exhausted. This was even before the pandemic. <laughs> we're, we're even more tired now, I think. But everyone was exhausted. And in, in my entrepreneurship community, they were all exhausted. You know, hustle culture was the way to build big things and chase down big dreams. And there were thought leaders talking about, you know, getting up early, you know, to make time for yourself and, you know, do all the things. And I'm like, whoa, 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 you cannot be sacrificing sleep in order to be more productive, to get to the gym. And it just really called to me that we needed a voice within sleep to talk more about the lifestyle of sleep, not just, you know, like a sleep doctor or, you know, the science of sleep. It's really the lifestyle of making sleep a priority so that you can show up a better employee, business owner, mom. It really affects every aspect of your well-being. And so I had the idea for Slept. You already talked about the mission, but the business model looks like a curated place for all my favorite things in sleep. We have our own satin-weighted eye masks that have been featured in Vogue and Allure and by Urban Outfitters. And we've had a big splash with that. So that's kind of the backstory in what led me there. And I'm happy to kind of touch on any of those points or any any area in particular, but it's been a wild ride. It hasn't been just easy as I just explained it, but that's the backstory. I, I hear a few things. Number one, you already had a thriving business and then life happened. 
And people weren't supposed to travel anymore. And when you you had choices to make, right? You could either try to wait it out or you could completely pivot. And it sounds Mm -hmm. like at that time you were like, I'm not going to wait. We're just going to try something new. And I think that takes a level of courage. I mean, thank goodness you had the years of experience in entrepreneurship to know how to pivot quickly. Yeah. And I think once you've got that under your belt, you can yes. do it again uh, mm-hmm. much easier, much more easily. So that is something to to take note of, you guys. Life happens to all of us. And then we have choices to make. <laughs> do we try to fit a square peg in a round hole or do we pivot and try something new? And then you took a look at what needs were out there in the community. You kept your eyes open, your ears open. What are people talking about? What do people need? And it sounds like everyone was just exhausted, stressed out, you know, living on like one one wire left, you know, they're just like, yeah, tense. Mm-hmm. And you said, okay, let's provide a solution for that. So how did you go from idea to product or idea to like, all right, I have something to offer? Yeah. So one thing that I want to be so transparent about, which is not advice I would give to others, but I think it's the the path I chose. I ended up at that point, uh, because my travel business, I had all my cash had up in inventory. I literally had no capital to operate with and my revenue would come to like literally zero dollars. So I made the decision at that time to fund my business with my 401k. So I didn't want to take on more debt. It was like weird times. I was not like, let me go take out a loan. And you know, you need to invest in the foundation of a business in order to get up and running. So I did make that tough call, which I reflected on for months because that's not you know, a decision that my financial advisor or many business people would um, recommend. But for me, the moment I made that decision, I just felt like such a relief. I'm 34. I love to work. At that point, I had a college degree, 10 years at Procter & Gamble, my entrepreneurial experience. I just knew that if this didn't work out, I could make that money back. And I made a commitment to myself that if this didn't work out, I would go, whether that means going back into corporate America or whatever, to save up that money and replenish that fund. I made that commitment with myself. And that was an unconventional move. And I think maybe more people are potentially doing it, just not talking about it. And I actually found a way to roll over your 401k into a C corporation to avoid like the tax penalty. And that's called like the Rob's method. So I was smart about it. I really did a lot of research about it. And that's really how we got the funding to initially get everything set up. And then, you know, we, we started with a variety of seed products. And then as our customers were, were buying, we just continued to talk with them. What were you struggling? What, what product would you be most excited about? And we found that in my early research, it was a lot about not getting enough sleep, quantity of sleep. And we found that as the pandemic continued to worsen, it was actually shifting from quantity of sleep to quality of sleep because obviously the stress and anxiety, it's the number one reason for disturbed sleep, waking up in the middle of night, trouble falling asleep at night. And I think before this, we were all like commuting and getting up so early and driving, getting home late and going to the gym that we were watching Netflix. We just weren't getting enough sleep. And now the quality of sleep was really harming our community. So that's when we went to work designing our weighted seat mask because we there was one in the market that we had on our website, but it didn't, I personally didn't love it. And I need to love anything I'm selling. And what we developed is a weighted eye mask that actually wraps around the side of your head that provides weight on the, I'm a side sleeper, on the side of your head and also doesn't have a strap because I didn't love having a strap. 
So I had all these different ideas that I kind of played with. And because of my background, like you said, in manufacturing, I already had a factory. I knew you needed a pattern maker. I knew how to get prototypes. And so I worked in my factory who also was struggling, right? Because all of a sudden there, you know, I was like, they did all of it for free. And then like, I got to pay them later. And so they really helped me develop that product. But it was from listening to my community. I didn't launch with our own products right away. Just I, I launched with a more basic business model. And then from that, continued to learn, evolve, grow, and pivot. And that's when we launched our weighted eye mask about six months after our initial launch. And then we're picked up in Urban Outfitters about three months later and also Uncommon Goods. Awesome. Awesome. So did you start with more of an affiliate option? where you were selling other people's products, meaning they were creating it and shipping it and you were just doing the marketing for it. Yeah, Yeah. so we were wholesaling other brands and there's great retailers. It was called Fair. Um, Fair is if you have a product you want to wholesale for like small boutiques, F-A-I-R-E, that's where um, we kind of were able to sort through their catalog. And there's a bunch of different companies out there that offer um, products that you can just buy at low minimums. And we just, we still have those products um, on our website in addition to our own. Awesome. Awesome. Okay. So at first it was quality or a quantity. It was Mm -hmm. like, there's not enough hours in the day to do all the things that I need to do. Yes. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And sleep is the one thing that gives, right? Yeah. And so what, what sort of uh, products do you have that support the quantity of quality sleep and then we'll go into quality yeah so quantity of sleep really comes down with your ability to prioritize and this is a learning i i really got into early on with launching my product is for my website it's like no product is going to put you to bed like you need to put yourself to bed and that's where our mission comes around having these conversations getting on the podcast doing ig lives having affiliates where we would ship them product and then speak about, you know, their bedtime routine. Really, conversation is so important to it. There's nothing I can sell you that's going to put you to bed unless it's a sleep pill. And that's not really what we're all about, you know? So as far as like quantity of sleep, that's really up to you. But in order to help assist that is instead, you need to incorporate healthier habits by swapping out things like Netflix and your phone, at least for 30 minutes to help calm the body and mind. And so some thoughts on that and how we designed our product offering based off supporting our community in getting eight hours. Um, we My favorite section is the bath section because that's my go-to method. So taking a shower or a hot bath one hour ahead of your bedtime is scientifically proven to help you fall asleep faster. And again, if you're like laying in bed for a half hour or an hour, that's wasted time, right? As far as getting enough sleep. So we have different bath scrubs and bath products and shower caps and things like that, that can protect your hair. So you're not like, okay, I don't want to get my hair wet before I take a bath. So just like fun beauty products that we can support you in incorporating a bath or shower one hour before bed. And then we have blue light blockers. If you are going to use your phone, you know, things like that. And then we also have gratitude journals and puzzles and tea, just different things that you can incorporate into a better bedtime routine so that you can start to wind down and calm the mind because that's much more important in really making sure you get enough sleep is making sure you go into bed with the right mindset, with the right routine so that you're not all wound up. Yeah, absolutely. And you're right. You know, I think sometimes we we have to make our own choices and we have to put sleep back on our calendar, which mm-hmm. means sometimes we, all these plates that we have going, something else is going to have to give. It's not going to be sleep. You're going to say, all right, eight hours of sleep is my priority. So what else do I need to say no to so I can be sure that I'm putting my physical health 
on top. Because if we don't feel good, if we don't have energy, if we're, you know, brain fogging throughout the day, if we feel like we need a nap at three o'clock, like we're not in the game, you know, that's part of the zombie world is when we're just going through the motions, but we're not really there. And so prioritizing sleep, but then also having a evening routine, a bedtime routine that puts you to sleep quickly. Mm -hmm. Um, Because when you go to bed stressed, it's like we're in fight or flight mode all the time. We we live in fight or flight mode. Not anymore. Most people do. And so getting yourself back into the rest and digest and that, that like for deep breathing, all that kind of stuff really impacts you physiologically. So you can fall asleep better, more quickly and get more rested sleep. I often say too, don't do it just to get good sleep. Do it because you have to pick an activity that you want to do. Otherwise you're never going to do it. It's so easy just to say like, whatever, you have to be like, I love, like, I love the experience of going into the shower and using a crystal felt scrub, or I love sitting down with a cup of tea and doing my, my gratitude. I just often find excuses for not doing it. So you have to find an activity that you love that pairs with the fact that it's going to calm you down for bedtime versus I I feel like it's really easy to bypass it. If you're doing something, you know, just because you'll, so you can sleep better, you need to enjoy it or you're not going to do it. Yeah, no, that's that's a great point. In order to create a new habit, you want it to be something that you like and that brings you joy, you know? Mm-hmm. So then you're more likely to con- to to stick with it. I often talk about habit layering as well, where, I mean, one example is like brushing your teeth, listening to a podcast while you're getting ready in the morning or, you know, doing something while you're getting ready for bed, taking a bath and then putting your pajamas on and doing, you know, listening to music while you're doing so. It's habit stacking, so it's yeah. not... Hard. Doesn't that be hard? You're not Mm -hmm. adding more days or time into your day. You're really just using that time more effectively. And then you like it. Yep, exactly. And then it becomes normal. Yep. And that's why we wanted to offer the full like curated selection of products. So you can look through and be like, what would I want to do? What would sound like a great evening routine? Now, I want to get into quality and sleeping, like waking up in the middle of the night, but I'm on the website right now and I see so many different ideas here. Why a puzzle? Tell me about a a puzzle before bed. Yeah, it's all about calming the mind. And so, you know, we we hear a lot about traditional meditation, but you can get into a meditative state through cooking, through puzzles, through organizing, through taking a walk. It's all about getting into that meditative, calm state of mind. And when you're doing a puzzle, you're really present in the moment. I have, uh, we, we offer crystals for sale and some people will even use the crystal just holding it in the in their hand before bed just to bring themselves to present moment. So whatever your practice looks like to calm your mind and come back to present moment is really what we're looking to achieve to get you out of that fight or flight mode before bed where your mind is racing. The more we can calm the mind, the better you're going to sleep. And that's pointing into quality. So it's actually leading into quality. Yeah. Well, and I love that. It's just so creative and something you might not think of on your own. What can you do that gets you out of the the freak out mode of what if, or thinking about the past or thinking about tomorrow or thinking about all the to-dos? What can you do to bring yourself back to the here and now? And there's a lot of ideas. And so finding one that works for you, that gets you out of your head and back into your heart so you can fall asleep much quicker. But then we want to stay asleep. I actually just got a Mm -hmm. message today from someone who said she's waking up every day at 2.30 a.m. and can't fall asleep for about an hour. What are some products that you would recommend to someone like that? Yeah, so definitely our weighted eye mask is our best seller. We do offer two options. So we have a four ounce option with a Velcro strap. If you want something that's going to be a little less weight and stay on all night, we also offer the 12 ounce option, which has the weight that wraps around the side of the head, which is what I personally use. 
And so that one will like naturally fall off in the night. And so I will just throw it back on. So that's something I would recommend if you're waking up at 2.30 a.m., incorporating a sleep aid like a weighted eye mask that you can throw back on because weighted pressure is scientifically proven to help calm the nervous system and put you back to sleep. And I don't know if you can relate, but when you're trying to get back to sleep, like your heart starts racing, you get kind of anxious. Like if you're like getting anxious about the fact that you can't fall back asleep. So you're actually waking yourself up more. So I always will throw that on. Even if I don't use it every night to fall asleep, I will keep it in my nightstand. So if I do wake up in the middle of the night, I can throw it back on. To me, that is our best seller. That's been the most effective for me. But other things you can use are essential oils. Lavender is proven to help the quality of sleep or help you relax, calm to sleep, a diffuser, things like that. Essential oils have been used for forever. So beyond that, um, things even not offered on our website, you know, the weighted blankets also, if you want more weight, but for me, that was always a little suffocating, but that can really help with your quality and ability to stay asleep. But going back to our comments about stress and anxiety, that is really the most common point around if you're waking up. And first and foremost, obviously, I'm not a doctor. If you're having a real issue with insomnia, which I have, I've had in the past, like when I was pregnant with my second, I had to see a doctor. And so, of course, get yourself checked out, make sure there's no sleep disorder. But beyond that, most of us are experiencing just high levels of stress and anxiety. And so the best thing you can do is actually suck during the daytime, not at night. And so the way, the best way is to mitigate your stress and calm your mind through an an afternoon meditation practice, getting into yoga, exercising, moving that energy, whether it's screaming or breathing or being with nature, whatever looks like moving that energy and calming the body and removing the stress. And honestly, some of us need to make, I mean, we need, we need to make those, we need to be honest with ourselves and look at our lives and say, is there a relationship? Is there a a job, a career, an employee that's, stressing me out that just it's not worth my sleep or my mental health because the best way to improve your quality of sleep is to really calm the mind during the day but there are of course sleep aids that we can use at night to help ensure that we improve the ability to stay asleep eight plus hours and then the other advice I would give is just like a tip if you are awake the best thing to do is just to get out of bed like the moment you wake up in the night and you're awake more than five minutes get out of bed, go get a drink of water, go sit down and like write, write out five things you're grateful for. And just even five minutes out of bed resets your mind to put you back to bed. So that's also like a tactic you can all do without buying a single product is don't lay awake in bed. That's like the worst thing you can do. You think you're helping yourself, but if you're there for more than like five, 10 minutes, get out, reset yourself for however much time feels comfortable. If that's 20 minutes and a cup of tea, or if it's just five minute reset, that really, it can help you fall back asleep quicker. Awesome. Yeah. And you're so right. It's, it's the stress, it's the pressure, it's the to-do list, it's the anxiety about the to-do list. It's the anxiety about the unexpected tomorrow, uh, money issues, all that kind of stuff that keeps our brain racing in ways that are not helpful. And so if you guys are sitting there at night and your brain is racing and you're saying things like, what if, what if, what if, or if only, if only, one's for the past, one's for the future, you know, you're, you're just kind of not in the moment and your mind is racing, identify what it's racing about. Is it money? Is it relationships? Is it your work? Is it your health? What is going on in your life that is taking up so much of your mental space? And then you can ask yourself, what can I do about this? What are my options? Because our options truly are to uh, make a change, accept the situation, or just stay miserable. And and we don't want to stay miserable. So we either have to accept or make a change. And typically, if we're ruminating at night, we don't want to accept. Like that's, that's a sign that something really could change in our life. 
and and something's got to give somewhere else. And so it can really be a tool for us to say, what's not working? And how can we make shifts in our day to have a life that is working? And I know you help people discover that kind of thing as well. In fact, you have a Dream Life Masterclass that's a 45-minute recorded training that helps people to identify what's keeping them up at night and how they can make shifts in their life. Can you explain that a bit? Yeah, definitely. And because I can't pass the sleep tip, I have to just reiterate, when you talk about taking action, when you get up at night and you can't sleep, you, it doesn't need to be the gratitude that you list out. It can be the it can be a brainstorm for how you're going to fix the thing or one or, or things you're going to do the next day to help calm and, and fix that anxiety. So that way you can fall asleep faster because it's on paper. You're like, okay, I've already planned it out. I already know what I'm going to do tomorrow. So now I can go back to bed. So I often will use that if I am feeling anxious about a problem to get up, brainstorm solutions or like put in my calendar, call Billy tomorrow and do X, Y, Z. And that helps you fall asleep. So I'm all about <laughs> taking the action forward. I always say action is my art. Action is literally the only way that we can bring our dreams into reality to have an idea in our mind and bring it into reality requires action. And so the Dream Life Masterclass is really a time and space to reconnect back to what are the dreams on our heart. And the reason I created this is because like so many, I feel like I've changed after this pandemic. Like I'm a different person. There are different priorities in my life. Some things have shed away. And I really had to reconnect within myself to figure out what's missing. Are there dreams on my heart that are not being acknowledged? Is now the time to go after a different dream? And so this, this masterclass is really designed to help you look within, to get honest with yourself about what are you dreaming of, living in the possibilities, living as if it were guaranteed success. If you had all the money, all the resources, the team, the support, the perfect situation, what would the dream be? And getting honest with ourselves, because I think so many of us talk ourselves out of our dreams. We let our logical minds get in the way. And I've been guilty of that. And so really walking people through brainstorming and then identifying what are the dreams that are lighting them up most right now. And I really talk about this is not what is your top priority in life. For example, on my list, I have being an amazing mother. That is a dream of mine. But when doing this exercise, I'm not circling that as my top dream. And here's why. Because I'm I'm living that dream. I'm that dream is in motion. That's not the one tapping on my shoulder and keeping me up at night. This is really an exercise to look at your dreams and say, what one's calling you for next? What one is begging for your attention? Is there an old dream forgotten that is remembered? Is it a dream that you've had for years and years and years and looking at it on paper makes you realize I've done nothing about that, which was the case for me. And I share my examples of both these. Is there a dream that makes the list that you were, or is there a dream that doesn't make the list that you're surprised about that no longer lights you up? And it doesn't mean like quit that thing and walk away from it, but it's just an exercise of putting all your dreams on paper and looking at what is lighting you up most. And then we'll take you through a brief exercise of looking at kind of what your self-limiting beliefs are, what might be holding you back, the fears. And then I provide some tactics to help reframe, to move past some of those blocks. Reframe is empowering beliefs. And we end with at least identifying one action step forward on one of the dreams on your heart. And I ask the, anybody watching the masterclass to plan for an hour because I'll ask you to pause it and kind of do these exercises in real time. 
And it's really an hour you can give to yourself. And I created it purely from a, a place of, I wish I had this versus discovering it over six months. And the dream for me that was buried is my public speaking was the fact that I eventually started a podcast back in January. I wanted to use my voice. I wanted to get beyond product and connect more with people. And so looking at my list, I was like, whoa, this is a dream I've had forever. And it couldn't be denied that it kept coming up over and over and over again. And it was lighting my heart on fire. So I had to do something about it. And so I wish I had a container, an hour where I was forced to look within, get honest with myself and leave that class with an action step forward. So you can find that at dreamlifemasterclass.com. It's a free offering I literally created just for fun and to serve my community. And my podcast is Dream Life Podcast if Masterclass is not your vibe. I love it because it's really true. The stress and anxiety that we have that that is keeping us up at night and help and impacting our sleep is is a sign that something's got to change. And so your yes. Dream Life Masterclass gives them a roadmap to follow to say, all right, how can I take the knowledge that something's got to shift and, and actually get it out on paper so I can actually rearrange my calendar and do something differently? Yeah, because, you know, there's amazing coaches and podcast hosts like like us helping to guide you there, but really the magic comes from them, right? It's from within, it's from doing that work, from writing it down on paper, making the plan. Like only we can make our plans, right? Like only we can do the thing. If we can tell people, but it's like you can lead a horse to water, but we can't make it drink. This is a time for you to bring up the magic within you, the dreams. Be honest with yourself about what might be holding you back and create a plan that feels good to you because ultimately our dreams are within our control and we we have to support each other in that. And you have to have a strong community, at least I believe. And we're stronger doing this together. But ultimately, like you are the magic. You need to create that time and space for yourself to get honest. Absolutely. Absolutely. I've got a couple other ideas of what can impact sleep. And I'd love to hear your thoughts on them. Yeah. One thing in my program we talk about is coffee in the afternoon, alcohol, food. Um, how do you feel like those types of habits can impact sleep at night? Yeah, they say that no, um, ca- first off, we all have different sensitivities to caffeine. I could literally drink a Red Bull and fall asleep right after. <laughs> the quality of my sleep would probably be horrible, but you have to be aware of your sensitivities. And scientifically, they, they recommend no caffeine after 2 p.m. because it has this half-life where it carries over for many hours to come. And even though you even though you may feel like you're sleeping well, if you were to measure it, you're probably not getting a, as great a quality of sleep when you have caffeine in your system. And the same goes for alcohol. Alcohol is like the number one no-no from just my experience talking to different sleep doctors and whatnot. And I knew in the pandemic, we were all like surviving on wine. And wine is, again, it, it really prohibits you from dropping into that important REM cycle. And so I think we all can relate to if you're if you drink, you might wake up and you're like, I'm, I slept eight hours, but I feel unrefreshed. And that is because alcohol is really a prohibitor in dropping into quality of sleep and you're not getting that REM cycle. So if you're having a glass of wine at night, you may be hurting your sleep more than you think. So I always like to swap out my wine for a glass of tea after dinner. And it's the all or nothing. It's not an all or nothing rule, right? If you if you do prefer to drink alcohol, limiting it to one glass versus a bottle <laughs> would be helpful for your sleep. But yeah, same with coffee, everything in moderation, but cutting it off after 2 p.m. And then they say no alcohol four hours before sleep. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, if, and, and sometimes it can be an easy swap like that that actually changes the name of the game. You know, yeah, we might not be so think simple. 
that it's making a difference. But if it's if you're not getting into REM and you wake up groggy, it could be just the glass of wine before bed. It could be that afternoon coffee. It could be, you know, just these these little habits during the day that absolutely impact us physiologically at night. 100%. Yeah. And I think we're all trying to get healthy. At least I, my, me and my friends, we're trying to get back healthy again after these gyms and eating healthy and all of that. And I feel like the wine for me is an opportunity not to improve, not just improve my sleep, but it's an opportunity to reduce those calories and just really get healthy. So I try to use that as additional motivation to swap out my wine and make that easy switch for something like tea or water with lemon. Yep, absolutely. And um, for those that don't know, when you drink before bed, your body metabolizes the wine first. So it's not getting to your fat. So yeah, just so you know, <laughs> yeah, a hundred percent in general, if you're not getting eight hours of sleep, you're likely going to gain weight. And here's why, because when you are sleep deprived, your body increases the hunger hormone and it decreases the satiety hormone. Meaning when you're not getting eight hours of sleep, your body's going to feel hungrier and you're going to have to eat more to feel full. And so not getting those recommended eight hours and waking up maybe an hour earlier to go to the gym, you may be just counterbalancing it because your body is naturally out of balance and and sleep deprivation is a stressed state of being. So your body is stressed out and looking for unhealthy coping mechanisms like food and also oftentimes unhealthy foods versus when you're well slept, you're going to have a, a lower hunger hormone level and a higher satiety hormone level. Yeah. Yeah. It really does domino effect, doesn't it? Mm-hmm. it affect everything. I feel like I didn't understand the importance of sleep until I had children and then I didn't sleep. And then yeah. I understood how important sleep was. <laughs> yes. So tell me what some chronic sleep deprivation, maybe not, you know, when you have a newborn at home and it lasts six to eight weeks or, you know, you're, and you don't have as many plans during the day because you're a mom now and all of these things have changed. That might be a season of sleep deprivation, but what about chronic years of sleep deprivation? How does that compound on your health and impact you in a negative way? Yeah. I mean, not to scare everybody, but looking at the research, they really link it to so many different diseases and um, even just early death period. But the most prevalent research they find recently is in the area of dementia and Alzheimer's, because what's happening when you're sleeping is your brain is being essentially like washed. They give it like a dishwasher. It's cleaning all the residue and toxins out of your brain. And over time, if you're not getting the eight hours, that that residue, that toxin builds up and that's what can clog and have, you know, different impacts on your brain on those different diseases that are neurological. And so they find sleep deprivation over time linked to things like heart attacks, stroke, diabetes, dementia, and then early death. So it is quite extreme, but sleep really is the foundation to good health. And just taking it up like a, a, on a lighter note, as a mom, I'm sure you can relate. When you're sleep deprived, you're so much more, I feel like, impatient. And because your, your brain is foggy but they've shown the link to your mood and your ability to be creative and problem solve. So as an entrepreneur, as a business owner, your ability to think through problems and have creative solutions. I like to write, I'm a writer. And so when I'm sleep deprived, I feel like I can't even put two words together. So it it really impacts us on a day-to-day level, but it can have some more severe consequences if left without attention long-term. 
when you think of kids, right? If they miss their nap, how cranky they get. Yeah. I know when our children were get would get grouchy, we'd be like, you need to sleep and here's a snack. Like you're all... <laughs> <laughs> for sure. I'm constantly bringing my child back to like, you're feeling tired. I mean, I'm just assuming that, but so they can start to identify when their body feels tired and then they can just come to you and say, I'm tired. Like I need a nap. Like I'm not just angry. I'm not just crabby. You're tired. You're tired right now. And really getting them to learn to listen to their body when they're feeling tired, not just angry. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And you think if it, if a, a kid is like that, adults are like that too. When we're yeah, tired, we need- when we're stressed, when we're, when we're physically not feeling well, it impacts all aspects of our life. Um, And when we take care of our bodies, our body does what it's supposed to do, right? Our our bodies are powerful. But when we're not taking care of it, um, it has to use its power to kind of regenerate itself. And so it can wear down much faster. Yeah, we're the only mammals that actually delay sleep. So we actually know we're tired. We just choose not to do anything about it (laughs) oftentimes, right? And so that's where the choice comes And the ownership comes because only you can decide to put yourself to bed when you're tired. Only you can go to bed earlier, take a nap in the middle of the day and make a bedtime routine. Like only you can do that. I can tell you all the things. You can listen to this podcast all day long, but only you can make sleep a priority. And if you're really struggling, take the action steps to see a doctor or invest in a sleep aid to improve your sleep. One of the evening habits that I do in my group, I have a a coaching group called 90 day U-turn. And part of it is daily habits that help us long-term go where we want to go. And one of the things that we do each evening is we listen to a hypnosis and it's just a calming, you know, meditative kind of relaxing space. And I find when I listen to it, I fall asleep within five minutes. And I've had a lot of people say that they used to drink wine at night or used to have a problem falling asleep. And now they're like not even making it through the the hypnosis because their body is so relaxed. And so I know it's possible to go yeah. from stressed out, fight or flight, kind of freak out panic mode into rest and relax, deep breathing, falling asleep and not just falling asleep quickly, but staying asleep and waking up well rested. Yeah, they actually show to your quality, like your state of mind as you fall asleep will help you improve the quality. So if you are falling asleep in a rested state, you're going to sleep better versus if you are anxious in bed for an hour, but you eventually fall asleep, your sleep is still going to be like disrupted because your state of mind when you fall asleep really impacts the quality of your sleep later on. I will also need to send you a weighted eye mask after this because I use a weighted eye mask and either there's yoga nidra kind of meditations or just sleep meditations or just binary beats that I will use to help fall asleep. I'm all for, and just five, 10 minutes. It doesn't need to be, and again, baby steps. Like maybe that's all you start with. Maybe you are like getting like real, like this is not best in class advice. Maybe you are going to be the Netflix or the social media scroller, but at least getting into bed, you're using a way to eye mask and a 10 minute meditation. It's better than nothing. And then you can add, you can build on that as you talked about, right? It's like build on healthy habits to improve your sleep. But I feel like that's the easiest one for people to implement because they're ready in bed. And it's like, just pop on a meditation, pop on your hypnosis, pop on an eye mask. You don't have to do anything besides improve the comfort level and ability to calm your mind before bed. Yeah. Well, this is something that if we don't make a change now, you really can live with disrupted sleep for decades. My mother-in-law has lived with disrupted sleep for decades and it impacts everything she does. She can't plan stuff in the morning because she knows she won't 
get out of bed. She's, you know, she's staying up till two or three and falling asleep in front of the TV and just, it, it's never been good and we, it won't get better on its own. So we do have yeah. to do something different. So you guys check out the dreamlifemasterclass.com to gain access to that free training, to give you a space to brain dump all of the things in your heart and in your mind and give you a roadmap to do something about it. And then check out the slept I will send um, put all the links in the show notes below. Check out the weighted eye mask and the essential oils and the gratitude journals and all the things that can help us get from I call it from our panic point into peace where we can yeah. go from the drama of the day and really settle into our dreams and, and have a foundation that takes us where we want to go. Yes, so definitely. Two last questions, Tiffany. One is on your entrepreneurial life. As a CEO, you are constantly making decisions and pouring into your customers, pouring into your team, organizing, you know, getting on podcasts, marketing, all the stuff. So what is one thing you do every day that you couldn't live without to keep yourself sane? <laughs> yeah, I. it's actually more of a mantra. It's really giving myself permission to go slow. And I don't put pressure on myself to move fast. I don't get caught up. I used, and this comes from, <laughs> I've been on for nine years. So this is new, I would say. This new state of just relax into the business because there's always going to be fire. There's going to be a million things to do. And so I just give myself permission to do, to go slowly. And I find peace in knowing that I did my best and I, I committed to a manageable pace that felt good for my mind, body, and soul. Awesome. I love that. I think we all need this reminder. Entrepreneurship is a marathon, not a sprint. And so we have to yes. create systems and have a plan that fits within our life, not just a, you know, run ragged till we're burnt out at both ends. And yeah. then uh, my last question is really related to, to books, learning podcasts. Do you have a favorite book that you kind of refer people to or anything that you felt like was a big aha moment for you throughout your years? Oh my goodness. There's so many books, right? So I feel like I always just go to the most recent that I've read, which is we should all be millionaires. And I really love her unapologetic approach to the power that women specifically can have in this world by making their own money through financial freedom, but also our ability to impact the world, invest in causes and organizations that we believe in. So that book has just really empowered me to own the fact that we're doing, we're, we're entrepreneurs, not only just to be our own boss and do a job that we love, but a lot of us are seeking financial freedom and to be unapologetic in that because the world needs more female millionaires and female business owners and female leaders. So just recently, that book has really been one that I just love the candid conversation around money because for me being an entrepreneur, money is definitely a motivator, but it's also a huge stressor. So I loved this conversation around money. And as far as podcasts, I mean, Dream Life Podcast is my podcast, but I I love so many different podcasts that I feel like I couldn't even pick a single one. It just totally, totally, totally depends on my moods. What's your favorite podcast? Oh gosh. Um, I listen to a lot of Lewis Howes mm -hmm. and, and, but my favorite thing that I listen to really that I listen to over and over and over again is The Strangest Secret by Earl Nightingale. Okay. It's a half an hour. It's from like the sixties or something, the fifties. It's super old, which makes me go, how come we don't all know this already? You know, yeah. but he really talks about the fact that you become what you think about and the quantum physics behind that. And I've used that, especially when I'm digging deep and focusing on a goal and then the fears come up. 
I listen to that every single day to retrain my brain to focus on what it is that I want rather than what I fear. And I found that that compounds and, you know, creates momentum. So, yeah. Okay. Well, I'm going to give you an answer now because I feel like there's still, there were so many also, they all came at once. I love so many. I definitely like Lewis Howes. I love Earn Your Happy with Lori Harder because she just keeps it really real about the entrepreneurial journey and she doesn't hold anything back. And so I really connect to that. I love her podcast for business advice and just keeping it real. And then I love the Reset Podcast by Liz Tran. She is just, her voice is like smooth as butter and she has this really calm, like beautiful, soulful energy that she brings into all of her podcasts while still kind of coaching you through entrepreneurialism and living a life that you love. And we had her on the Dream Life podcast and I just loved her. She was as much, she was everything I expected and more. So reset podcast and earn your happy. I'm going to throw those two out as my favorite. Awesome. I love it. I love it. Well, thank you so much for sharing your wisdom, your experience and your heart with us today. This is a foundational habit that we all can shift into that will take our life in a completely new direction. When you're sleeping well, it domino effects and impacts everything. So absolutely, you guys go check it out and then let us know how it impacts your sleep and the rest of your life. So thank you again, Tiffany. Have an amazing week, you guys, and I'll see you next week. Thank you. Thanks so much for hanging out with us today. I want to hear your aha moment from today's amazing episode. If you could leave a review at whatever podcast player you choose to listen from, Apple Podcast, CastBox, Spotify, YouTube, wherever you're listening from, leave a review and share with us your favorite part of today's episode. Thanks for hanging out. And remember to dream big. <laughs>